Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Allenport Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Tuesday, December 27th. And we are glad to be able to send out these messages over the Light and Truth radio network. Speaking of sending out a message, I've got the message we're going to be carrying over from yesterday's broadcast and continuing that through Thursday of this week, and then a one-day sermon on Friday. We're going to be calling that the year-end message on Friday the 30th. But right now, we're continuing the message on being in the family. I'll say more about that in a moment. But this is a short message, and so I've got three songs queued up, three short songs queued up that I believe will be a blessing. First of all, I've got the Joyful Moyes family, and then I've got the Shepherd family, and then my mother-in-law, Mary Johnson, and they're singing some good songs that ought to carry on from Christmas. It's going to even get better down the road. Amen. Well, it is time to look in the scripture again. Today we are looking in First John chapter number 3 and reading those first three verses, preaching about being in the family of God. I began a series last week in which we preached on Are You In? We talked about being in Christ. We talked about being in the faith. Now, on today's broadcast, we're going to be talking about being in the family. That is very vitally important. And as we began this sermon on Monday, we are continuing it throughout this week. And so today's broadcast, I'm going to back up a little bit of what we said on yesterday's broadcast and then pick up with some new information as well. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. First John chapter number three, preaching a topical message this morning. I don't do that a whole lot, but uh, last Sunday I preached a topical message. I got another thought uh, carried over uh, from that that I'm going to pick up on today. Not sure if I'll carry it on in the days to come. I don't in necessarily intend to do that. Didn't intend on uh, being here with this thought, but uh, I, that's where I feel like I should be this morning. All right, First John chapter number 3 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. That's talking about me and you now. That we, that's me and you, should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. We're in the family of God. One of the close-knit relationships in the family is the relationship of the Father and His Son. Amen. The Father-Son relationship is a special relationship. That's not denigrating the mother-daughter relationship 
or the father-daughter or the mother-son. Amen. Not denigrate, but there's something special about a father and his son relationship. Can I tell you, thank God God treats us like his own special son. Amen. Like his own special child. We sing that song or have heard that song. He treats me like I was his only child. Amen. My father has a great big family. And there are many others besides me. But it said, I can't help but feeling that he treats me like I'm his only child. Amen. Well, he tells us that we're sons of God. Now, how did we get that distinction? We got that from the Son of God. There is a difference between the only begotten Son of God and the sons of God. Jesus is unique. Amen. He's unique in the fact that there never was a time he wasn't the Son. Amen. There was a time we weren't. There never was a time He was not the Son. All the way back in eternity past, before the beginning of time, before the beginning. Amen. In the beginning, God was there. And in the beginning, the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Amen. Christ being that Word. Amen. But you remember Jesus made a marked difference in talking about the Father. In John chapter 20, you don't have to turn there, but I'll just read it to you. Jesus has just gotten up out of the grave uh, Mary has come to the sepulcher. She sees our Lord there. Jesus says this in John 20, verse 17. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Amen. Jesus said, He's my Father, you're my brethren. He said, He's my Father, He's your Father. He didn't say our Father, because He's not on the same level. He's on a higher plane. He's the only begotten Son of God. Amen. Now, you might argue, say, well, there is a place where He did say our Father. That's in the model prayer. He did say that. In, in Mark chapter, or Matthew chapter number 6 and in Luke chapter number 11, he tells us when we pray, say, Our Father. But, but he wasn't, that wasn't our Lord praying. That was our Lord showing us how we ought to pray. And you say, well, how do you know that? Well, first of all, because you go on down our little ways, he said, forgive us our sins. Jesus never had to ask for forgiveness of sins. He never had any sins. Amen. So he's not, it's not him praying, it's him telling us how we ought to pray. Amen. But we can pray to the same Father that Jesus has. Amen. But we're not on the same level as Jesus is. God does not hear me because of me. He hears me because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I come under, if I can say it, I'm under the umbrella of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We ask it in His name. That has almost just become just just routine, just just a tag that you put on the end of prayer. And by the way, I don't particularly like prayers that say in your name or in His name. I like to say in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not ashamed to say the name Jesus. Amen. So He said to your Father, my Father, there is a definite distinction. Amen. Jesus is the eternal Son. Amen. He's one with the Father since the beginning of time. Amen. He's the one that adopted us into the family. That's how we got in, by the way, we got adopted in. If you want to turn, look in Galatians chapter number 4. We'll look at some different verses. Galatians chapter number 4, very familiar. And I won't preach anything you don't already know, I'm sure. But it'll be, hopefully be helpful. Galatians chapter 4. And verse number 4 and 5, we read verse 4 particularly around Christmas time. Galatians 4, 4, But when the fullness of time was come, 
God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. Look at this. That we might receive the adoption of sons. Amen. That we might be grafted in, if you want to say it that way. That's how adoption works. You go find a a child that was not your child. And you procure it. You bring that child into your family. Amen. You go to the... You do the legwork, the paperwork, pay the price, whatever the, the situation is, and get everything done, the legal work. You take care of all those things to bring that child into your family. Listen, I'm glad Jesus Christ did all the legwork. Jesus Christ took care of all the legal work. Jesus Christ did all the financial work. Amen. To bring us into the family. Amen. Look in Ephesians chapter number 1. He uses that phrase adoption again as well. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse number 5. Ephesians chapter 1 verse number 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. Amen. God had a plan, a foreordained, if you want to use the word they use their predestined plan that God had, that how can children come, how can sons of men become sons of God? There's only one way, that is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That is the method of redemption, amen, the method of being adopted into the family of God. But, can I say this, that adoption also entails a birth. Not just a first birth, but a second birth, amen. A new birth, you must be born again. That's what Jesus said, isn't it? Amen. In Matthew chapter number 18, you don't have to turn verses 2 and 3, there had been some arguing over who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. seemed like they continually had that argument. The Bible said, And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So there's got to be a conversion, and you've got to be born, that's what he's talking about, right? Into the family of God. John chapter number 3. Saint John, if you want to say it, the Gospel of John chapter number 3. There's a man... Of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, he's a ruler of Jews, he came to Jesus by night. Verses 3 through 5, our Lord said this to him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? All Nicodemus was seeing is the physical. That's all he's seeing. Jesus answered and said, or answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. He's talking about being born again. The only way we can be accepted into this family circle, it's not by depth of learning, not by education. Amen. It's not by some prestige of position. By the way, Nicodemus had the education. More than likely, he'd memorize the first five books of the Bible. If he is on the Sanhedrin, that was one of the requirements. We, we're doing good if we memorize the first five verses. He'd probably memorize the first five chapters. He had the education, but he didn't understand spiritual things. He had prestige and position. He's a teacher. He's a ruler of the, of the Jews. Amen. It's not by those, it's not by some right of religion. He had all that religion down pat. Amen. It's not by living a good life. That's not how you get to heaven. Amen. 
It's not by some accumulation of merit. I say again, Nicodemus had all these things, and yet Jesus said unto him, Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. Amen. The word ye, there's plural, Nicodemus. You and everybody else out there has to be born again. That's what he's saying. Amen. You're not going to be able to enter into the kingdom of God. That's the only way in. Into the family circle. Amen. I'm glad I'm in the family circle, aren't you? Look at John chapter number 1. If we, we'll go back there. Look there if you will, just a moment. John chapter 1, and uh, I like verse number 12. I want to read verse 12 and 13. could quote it, but I want to read it to you. I want you to see it. John chapter number 1, verses 12 and 13. But as he's talking about, he came to his own, his own received him not. All right, that's already been there. But as many as received him, that's Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Amen. So He said there was a time we were not the sons of God, but He gave us power to become, amen, the sons of God, even to as many as believe on His name. Amen. So, can I ask you a question? Can you recall a time... When that took place in your life. You didn't have to mark it on the calendar. You didn't necessarily have to write it in, the, in your Bible, fly leave your Bible. I didn't do any of that when I got saved. I'm not sure of the date. I know it was the fifth Sunday in June, 1974. I don't, again, I know it's fifth Sunday because I know how the things took place in the church. We had special things that we did on the fifth Sunday. I remember all that. There's fifth Sunday in June, 1974, that I got saved by the grace of God. Was there a time in your life? You don't have to remember the date. You don't have to remember the hour. I like what Brother Ronnie Sutton said. Brother Sutton, some people say, well, I know. For example, they say, I was over here on the right side of the altar. It would be your right side. The right side of the altar at a quarter past twelve. You know why they know that? Because they know the preacher never quit at twelve. I mean, it would be a sin to quit at twelve. Be a liberal. Amen. They quit at twelve. Amen. By the way, I told my brother Sutton, he told me the other day, he said, he said, I always listen to the last part of your sermon. He said, I probably get about half of it. He said, cause I get out on time. <laughs> I said, yeah, and I'm just getting started good. Amen. Amen. But, but, but brother Sutton talks about people say, I was on the, I was on the right side of the altar and it's at a quarter past twelve or whatever. They can tell you exactly where the second hand was on the, on the watch. Here's what he said. He said, I can't tell you all that because my mind was on eternity. My mind wasn't on time. Amen. Amen. And that's where your mind ought to be, by the way, is on eternity. Amen. Doing business with God. I saw him talk about being born again. Was there a time when you received him as your Lord and Savior? Amen. In the family, what a wonderful blessing. Amen. What an immeasurable joy it is. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm talking about being the royal family. Listen, being born into the family of God is more prestige than being born into the Biden family or the Trump family or the royal family. Amen. Being born into the family of God is the most prestigious thing there can be. And by the way, whosoever will can come. Amen. Galatians chapter number 3 and verse number 26 says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. How do you get to be a child of God? By faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We should never be ashamed to say that we are part of the family of God. Amen. I'm so glad that I'm a part of the family of God. That's what the song says. 
We'll never, listen to me now and, and pay attention. We'll never be ashamed to admit that we are part of the family of God. And at the same time, we'll never make it a shame that we're a part of the family of God. In other words, we'll never do anything that brings shame to the family of God. And so that brings me to my, my second point. Not only in the family circle, but I want to talk about the family likeness. In the family likeness. He said there in First John chapter 2, I'm in chapter 3, verse 2 that I read in the initial. He said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we shall be, we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. I underline that phrase. We shall be like Him. Amen. For we shall see Him as He is. It looks like that in seeing Christ, we'll be transformed. Paul talks about in the Corinthians, letter to the Corinthians, he talks about looking into this Bible, looking into the mirror, and being changed into His image as we look into the mirror of the Word of God. Amen. And so there, there's the idea that we ought to start looking like the family we're part of. There's family resemblances. Family resemblances. Some women naturally look like their mother. I know nobody, you women ain't shouting on that. But it's true. Some men naturally look like their father. Brother Kirkman was there at the meeting there in Mississippi. And he, he saw Samuel. First time he'd, he'd seen Samuel, I think. And, he, and this is what he said. He, he come up to me. He's just laughing from ear to ear. He said, Brother Shepherd. <laughs> he said, I can't help. He said, look at that little boy. He said, it looks like a little tiny miniature Brother Shepherd in a little jumpsuit. And I told him about what my mother-in-law says about my daughter's youngest daughter, Alora, and our Daniel's second son, Levi. She always said about, she said, you know, the fatter them kids get, the more they look like their grandpa. But they do. They have some, they have some resemblance, some family resemblance that's passed down. That's natural, isn't it? It's natural. And so shouldn't we have some family resemblance? Shouldn't there be something if Christ is in us, the hope of glory, there ought to be something to start working its way out. There ought to be some resemblance. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day. And God bless you.